In that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God makes salvation its walls and ramparts. Open the gates that the righteous nation may enter, the nation that keeps faith. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. He humbles those who dwell on high. He lays the lofty city low. He levels it to the ground and casts it down to the dust. Feet trample it down, the feet of the oppressed, the footsteps of the poor. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And we stand for the Gospel reading, which is taken from Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, and then verses 24 to 27. That's on page 982. Alleluia, alleluia, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Alleluia. So hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into a practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. And so, Lord, may we hear your voice in the midst of all the competing noise of our world. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I thought I'd cheer myself up this morning, first thing, by going on the BBC website and uh, checking out the latest election news. <laughs> and it was great. There were various promises from the Labour Party about what they were going to do. But then I looked on um, another part of the site and every single claim they made was rubbish. And then I went and saw something that Conservatives were planning to do. And, of course, there was plenty of opposition to that. So after ten minutes or so, I was thinking... Stop the world. I want to get off. Ever felt like that? That, of course, was the title of a stage musical which appeared in the West End and on Broadway in the 1960s. There was a brief revival in the late 70s and again in the late 80s. It also spawned a film of the same name. Stop the world. I want to get off. And it follows a character called Little Chap who blunders through life And when anything goes wrong, he cries out to the audience, Stop the world! I want to get off! If we were living in Jerusalem during Isaiah's day, we might have had good cause to cry, Stop the world! I want to get off! 
Things were not going to, the, to plan. Assyria from the north and Babylon to the east were flaunting their power and God's promises to his, his covenant people seemed empty and distant. Fear stalked the city. The people felt threatened and confused. Stop the world. I want to get off. What was God doing? Where was the hope? Fast forward to Britain in 2019, a far cry from Jerusalem in the 6th century BC, yet we still face uncertainty, opposition, cause for despair perhaps. It seems at this time there is a total lack of trust in our politicians. No one can predict what the next few years might hold for us economically. The terror threat is very real. Only this weekend, a 12-year-old moaned down outside a London school. And many people despair. Stop the world. I want to get off. Yet you may have noticed that that particular Old Testament reading from Isaiah was rather more upbeat. Thank heavens for the prophet who sees and saw a brighter future. Cause for hope. Reasons to believe. It's a passage that comes in the midst of words of devastating judgment on the surrounding towns and cities and ultimately on Jerusalem itself. And yet, despite that, all is not lost. Isaiah paints a beautiful and captivating vision of what is to come. One day, all this will be forgotten and God's purposes will prevail. The scene will be one of security and strength rather than devastation and weakness. There'll be cause for great celebration instead of despair. In God's topsy-turvy economy, the humble, the poor, the oppressed will get their reward. It's a beautiful vision of what will be. It's the Old Testament equivalent of the book of Revelation where the heavenly city descends and death and crying and sickness are no more. And that is the vision that's set before us during this Advent season. We're reminded that whatever we might be experiencing now, there is hope. God does win out in the end. In fact, he has won out through Jesus' death on the cross. There are hints of that, of course, later in the book of the prophet Isaiah with what we now know or call the servant songs, a foretaste of the Messiah to come. The whole of human history is heading towards one reality and God calls us to remain faithful, not to be sidetracked, never despairing. And in these few verses in Isaiah, the people are exhorted to keep faith, to remain steadfast and to trust in the Lord. That's not always easy, is it? But it brings its reward. And you've got that wonderful little verse in the middle of that passage, verse 4, which reads, Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord himself, is the rock eternal. And we're reminded in that that our hope is not found in political power, in material wealth, in human recognition, but in the Lord who is faithful. What does that trusting look like? Well, we have to look no further than our gospel reading, where again we find the imagery of the rock. As we hear God's words of promise, Jesus' offer of salvation, we stand firm, 
we hear his words and put them into practice. We do that as we exhibit love, as we demonstrate justice, as we proclaim peace in an angst-ridden world. And as we do these things and look to God as our strength, we're equipped to face the challenges of the day. We may not have all the answers, but we do have great reason to hope. A few chapters later, Isaiah would write, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. If anyone was thinking, stop the world, I want to get off, those words provide a great antidote, don't they? Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So be it. So we put our trust in God. Amen.